We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Fragrances says it as it is on Kilkenny Today Business. A very good evening, it's Pat Tracy in here and uh, we'll be linking up with Fran a little bit later on to say it as it is and uh, we'll be, uh, well, getting a full rundown on his penalty shootout as well and uh, the amount of money he raised there for uh, the homeless and uh, that's to come on the programme. We'll also be talking to John McNeena. Uh, John uh, is... uh, pub owner down there in Thomastown and uh, talking to him about uh, the likelihood of opening. Uh, Kevin Morrissey on uh, the garages, Paul Kavanagh on the uh, role of uh, the transport companies, the buses and all that. So we have plenty to come on the programme. It's lovely, summery weather. We're heading towards the weekend. We'll give you a summer tune before we get into some heavy talking. It's the Carpenters and Sweet Sweet Smile. Carpenters there, sweet, sweet smile. Right on the phone, we have John McNeena. You're very welcome, John. Thank you, Pat. Uh, John, you're uh, the proprietor down there in Thomastown at Tim's Bar, and uh, of course, you're closed at the moment. Well, I'm in it at the moment, but I'm in it on my own at the moment. <laughs> are you? What, are, are, you, what are you doing? Are, 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 you, are you preparing for the grand opening, reopening? You, well, I tell you, Pat, on the first week of opening, as we were told, we were closed for two weeks. I think I painted the half the pub in one week, and then I said, whoa, slow down here. This could be a long process. So, done a bit of painting, done a bit of maintenance in the pub, and now we're actually out in the garden now, and we have a rather large beer garden, and we're going to roof about a quarter of it. Right. Uh, in anticipation that the numbers will be down when we reopen inside, but I think that, I, I believe the two-metre social distancing outside might be reduced to one metre. So, any outdoor space, again, I just, I, this is a hunch, uh, will work well in our favour. Mm. You need the one metre to really make the whole thing work, don't you? Really, yes. I, I think short-term, the two metres, um, and I heard Tony Huldan two days ago, and I knocked down all those ministers asking for the two metre, and he said it won't happen anytime soon. Uh, but really, going forward, two metres is, is, a, is a non-runner. And it's not just not just in the hospitality business, whether you're selling lawnmowers or carburetors or lettuce, or in the, but left, definitely in the pub scene where it's a social thing. Uh, the two meters really are at nothing. But uh, John, it's only a recommendation. It's not. Uh, it's not in stone. I, I think the HSE will get involved in our hospital, in our business, and in the hospitality. I, I, I again, as I said to anybody, nobody knows what's going to happen. We all just kind of speculate, and I do think that we we will be pleased. Uh, for example, for example, I was in the late night business, the late night disco business, as you well know, for a long time, and we used to have we used to go to the fire officer, which isn't the police go to the fire and we would get a license for 500 people or 600 people or 200 people. And that sticker went on the door. That certificate went on the door and everyone could clearly see that you were allowed 200 or 300 or whatever the number was. And you couldn't go over that number. And if you did, the fire officer had the power to shut you down. And I do think that mechanism or method will be brought in after COVID-19 or after it opened, where we will, based on square footage of the pub, indoors and out, we'll be given a number. Mm. And that number will go on the door, not 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 in a, in a dirty old visible way, but it will go on the door, and that's the number. So I do think the guards can come in at any time and see that if I'm allowed 24 and there's 34 in here, I have a problem. 
Not the, right. not the extra 10. I think John McNeil will have the problem. It's the number of the beast. The number of the beast, <laughs> yes, Pat. Yes. Uh, John, uh, when do we expect to open? Well, again, Pat, again, speculation, but uh, I must say, uh, for compliment the Vintners Association of Ireland, who I'm a member of, and who, who had never really leaned on them before, uh, I think they've been excellent in dealing with the government on this, and excellent in communicating with us, the poor, and I use inverted commas, the poor little public in out the country. But the, the restaurants are being allowed to open on the 29th of June because they have a restaurant license. When I heard that, I got depressed that evening at home when the Taoiseach said it, and I woke up the next morning. I remembered at 7 o'clock in the morning that I actually, I had a restaurant license, and I came down, and I rooted it out. So I, as in Tim's Bar, uh, would look to open in some shape or form, uh, whether it be the guise of a restaurant or be an actual restaurant uh, with two metres or one metre apart. I don't think I'm breaking any laws opening on the 29th of June. Right, so you figure there's going to be plenty of uh, old uh, um, restaurant <laughs> licenses dug out here, there, and everywhere. I think so. The restaurant <laughs> license, are, and I had to, I had to Google it because I, don't, I didn't remember. But uh, when you start serving hot meals, uh, you have to apply to the HSE, and they send someone down, an inspector, and they inspect your building and your kitchen and your refrigeration, and you make sure you're has of trained uh, or a chef, whoever's in the kitchen. And if you don't, if you if you can't pass the test, you don't get the license. You know, so they came, they inspected here two years ago, I think, and they deemed it to be yes, we are we are fit to serve restaurant food in a bar setting. Now, you could argue with the technicality of the wording there, uh, but it is a it, this is a bar with a restaurant license, right? Um, now, John, uh, how big a, an issue? How big a, a, I suppose the money spinner was the food for uh, you and Tim's in? Thomastown in in that rural setting, if you like. Yeah, it would have it would have started off very well. It started off slowly. Um, it was a, a slow burner, but it was eventually caught on. We got a very good chef, uh, Yarik. He came in here. He he grabbed the menu. He took it on. Then we hired a second girl to go in with him. Last uh, Ava went in there last July. So the two of them are in there. So it's grown and grown, and it's about it's about forty percent of our business. Uh, now I'm hearing in the grapevine that the government might allow pubs to open where the food sales are 51 or more percent uh, mm. of your turnover. Now I don't know um, the Chinese whispers, but it would be food. Food is important to us, and yeah. there is an equation there for every euro you get in food. There is a spin-off on whether it be soft drinks, wine, or, or, yeah. or a pint. Yeah. There is a, uh, a spend uh, there as well. And how much uh, would say when were you open? Were you open for food all day, or what? What, what was the, the the way it was working? We, do, we, we, we did. When we opened, of course, we were doing kind of food all day, every day. But we just felt we're slightly off the beaten track, as you and yeah, yeah. Thomas said. We're just off the square, down sometimes on the keys, that, down on the keys. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes that works to our favour. Sometimes it doesn't. And for f- daytime food. There's a lot of eateries in Thomastown. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically at the time, we looked at it, we said, listen, why are we, why are we competing with the seven others that serve food? And there's nobody doing food at night at the time. So right. we just backed off the daytime. Um, and we just, we put all our efforts into kind of five o'clock to nine o'clock, Monday to Friday. All right. And then, and then Saturdays and Sundays from half 12 till eight all yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out. Listen, it's a very simple formula. Um, and it's worked for us. It has worked for us. Mm. I suppose having the car park there beside you is a help. Well, it, 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 it is a help, and it's a help now because we started doing takeaway food there two weeks ago. Right. Um, we okay. just uh, we, we just said, listen, uh, the wheels of commerce, as I said, as I said, it won't pay my pension, it won't send me on a holiday, uh, it'll barely pay the bills, but what it does, it keeps us busy. 
Yeah, um, and, and it also keeps you, if you like, in the, that work mode and uh, that you're going in each day and if you need to go extra hours, it's easy. Well, it is. It puts a structure on the day. Yeah, we were yeah. 11 weeks now. We were 11 weeks planting flowers and painting toilet ceilings and not trying to keep my kids from killing each other, you know. Um, <laughs> and they're not kids, they're adults now, but they yeah. still wanted to kill each other. Yeah. Uh, so it did, it did. It just put a structure on the day. Uh, and it also keeps the name out there. You know that, yeah, yeah. Tim's Bar, again, uh, it's doing something. Right. It's not entrepreneurial, it's not, a, it's not a, a brainwave, it's just very something, very simple. So now uh, it, it's Tim's takeaway. It's Tim's takeaway. <laughs> now you, you, you phone in, you give your order, you can pay by credit card or cash or credit card over the phone. Mm. And myself and my son then deliver it out to the car park. So it's Very a simple good. formula. It yeah, works. Yeah. It, it's three or four hours a day um, and it's working. It is working. Yeah, yeah. And also gives you a focus every day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, John, you were manager there in uh, their burning for a number of years. Uh, how what's the transition been like? We'll say from you know the Hibernian Hotel to uh, running your own pub down in the Keys on Thomastown. Well, I suppose every good idea that somebody has, they all said they wish they had the idea twenty years ago. You know, it was yeah, yeah. it wasn't a good idea twenty years ago, and it was a great idea. It was it, for me, Pat. I was in the Hibernian for eighteen years. I was there when it was a when it was a, a building site. Um, it just from the very start I was there and I've had so many managerial badges in there I was HR operations food and beverage general manager right. uh, but I loved it I, uh, people say to me did you like it well I was there for 18 years you know uh, mm. and I never really thought about getting out um, yeah, yeah. Just, I just reached an age then I said I'm here 18 years almost 19 if I don't jump now well, there's a little bit of gas in the tank yeah, I'd yeah. be like, you know, remember the major in Faulty Towers, whatever. <laughs> I, I just thought I'd be the guy in the corner. Just ignore him. He's been here for years. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I took a leap of faith, and this this pub just landed on my lap purely, purely out of uh, chance. Yeah. Um, and I took it nervous, like I was going back to my first trading days as a barman uh, years and years and years ago. But uh, no, it was the best thing I've ever done. Right. By a mile, by a mile. Yeah, even though you're probably working uh, seven days a week, much longer hours and everything, but it's yours. Yeah, but I'm working it's in yours. shorts. <laughs> I'm in shorts, ah, right. you know. And it was really quiet, I can close up. And the biggest thing I'll say about I don't have to write an email on Monday morning explaining yeah. to somebody why it was busy and why it was quiet. Oh. Uh, and that's what's just a hibernian. That's every business normally yeah, where you yeah, have to yeah. answer up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, now, as I said, when it's a bad day, I go... It was a bad day, you know, you shrug it off. It was a good day, you go, whoop, whoop, you know. Yeah, yeah. That was a good day. So, no, it was it was, it was, was the best decision we ever made. Mm. And uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're feeling the energy uh, to, to get back and get stuck in again. Oh, God, I'm bursting to get back that. And so I, I know a lot of guys in this business. Now, some don't see it financially viable. I know a good few publicans or restaurateurs or hoteliers even who, know, who, who are kind of hoping that it, it doesn't open up on the 29th of June because it's just not viable. It might not have outdoor areas. There could be a small premises, you know, mm -hmm. with 10 tables in it. I spoke to some man today in my front garden. Small little cafe slash restaurant, 10 tables. If this comes in, it's about three tables. Right. Um, you know, and he's a manager and a head chef in there. You know, it, it's just not viable to open up as what they were before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll be the same here. We'll, we'll sit down, I would say, as a, as a team, and again, Tim's team, I'd say in the next two weeks, and, and work out amongst ourselves, what can we do? Because the biggest problem that eateries are going to have is, okay, you can do the social distancing outside, but if you have three chefs in a three-meter squared area, yeah. which a lot of kitchens are, there lies the problem. 
yeah. and no one would think of that because that's behind the scenes right you know you put three mm. chefs in a small little room you can't it has to be one at a time so the menu will have to reflect mm. um, who's in the kitchen uh, and at what time yeah um, the, the, there isn't any great structural change to, because, to, to your pub uh, bar the roofing of the outside no no yeah. structure and, and you know for, for two years that I'm here just over to you I've kind of given out about the nooks and crannies and the bends and the yeah, twists yeah. in the pub and, the, and now no. uh, with this yeah. now it's going to work it's definitely <laughs> advantageous definitely advantageous nice now. okay um, so no bar the roofing of the uh, that area outside which has just been done now and now we're putting pallets into it pallets seems to be the new both. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, apart from that, no, no, no structural changes. Just a pain job. And uh, John, do you think that you know uh, we say pubs and restaurants and that come back? Is that really you kind of write off the year and say, look, we get back up and running, and hopefully that it's like starting a business that you get into profit in twenty twenty one type of thing? Is that is that I, more or less the the thinking? Yeah, by speaking to publicans that have no restaurateurs, and again, hoteliers. I know hoteliers have really, really written 2020 off. Uh, and that's a general, that's a, a general feeling amongst Irish hoteliers, and they would look, they would look to be making profit again back in 2021. Um, restaurateurs, I mean, there's, in, there's, there's, in fairness, and again, I'd I give them a mention, Diageo, Heineken, uh, Gleason's, all of our suppliers to, in all of Ireland took everything back with full credit. Yeah. Uh, so that was a huge, huge help, uh, and that came out very quickly. Diageo again, very, very quickly. They came out in the first week or two. So that was a pressure on everyone who had full keg rooms and stuff with beer, and they were taking it all back. So, I mean, at the moment, in a, in a pub or restaurant, there's no outgoings, there's no incoming, but there's no outgoing. So it's just like everything has been paused. Right. Okay. Everything has been paused, and in fairness, you know, uh, my landlord has been very good to me. Uh, Eamon Price, landlords, uh, the banks have been good. Electric Ireland have been good. All our suppliers have kind of said, mm. okay, we put everything on hold. It really depends on how fast and how well uh, and how responsible we come out of this path. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's, financially, listen, we, we won't even mention the health cost that's taken its toll on the country and the world. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But financially, it's more so how we come out on the other side. And yeah. I, I'd, be, I'd be relatively positive. Okay. I would. All right, John. Uh, we'll talk to you again. Uh, so you, you, you figure that maybe towards the end uh, the, of June you'll be you'll be making hay, some bit of hay. I think yeah. I think the, the bathrooms will be gone. I think at the end of June, and the be I think I have about twelve, eleven tables inside and about twelve outside. Right. Um, so if I can maintain social distancing, you know, maintain the toilets, maintain the exits and the entrances, um, keep the three or four lads that want to fall in the door for more pints after leaving a house party. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be an issue. Uh, yeah. And then I have to handle them to get them out, you know, or usher them out within within the space of meter. But I, I, I go back to one point, Pat, and I, I make this point a lot, not to you, though. But the, we, we were closed down on Sunday. The Friday and the Saturday and the Sunday before the government shut us down yeah. were probably the quietest three days I have ever worked. Right. So people themselves became responsible. People themselves copped on. The government were saying, stay at home. Mm. Please don't go out. Now, I know there was that little video clip in Dublin. There's always going to be a video clip. There'll always be yeah, some yeah, clown yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But generally, I can only speak for Tim's Bar. Like we, Friday was the quietest Friday, and I've been here two years. Saturday was the quietest Saturday I've ever had here. And Sunday, the government told us to close the doors at 11 o'clock, and I closed the doors at 7 o'clock. So right. there was nobody here. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I do think the general population will take, just judging on those three days and the last 11 mm. weeks, that they will take some responsibility. 
Well, you know, John, a hurl is about a good metre, so you can, if you have one of them, you'd have them at arm's length. What about a three iron pattern? I could never use it. I could use it for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John McNeena, thanks very much. Pat, always a pleasure. Talk and, to you soon. And the best of luck in Tim's Bar okay. down there in Thomastown. Likewise thanks. to you, Pat. Take thanks, care. John. That's John McNeena there. And John, uh, he was the former manager there in the um, Hibernian and uh, run his own pub down there in uh, Thomastown. That's Tim's Bar there on the Keys. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Kilkenny Today Business with Fran Grinsel, who says it as it is. Oh, it's Pat Tracy in here in the studio. We'll be talking to Fran in a little while. Uh, but on the line now, we have uh, Paul Kavanagh of uh, JJ Kavanagh Sons Buses. How are you, Paul? Pat, not too bad. Lovely evening to Stephen. Fantastic. And uh, Paul, you're um, Bus Company of the Year this year. You got a great award there earlier in the year, didn't you? Uh, that's correct, yes. Uh, back in the last year, January hours, yeah. beginning of this year, we got award uh, Private Hire uh, Specialist of the Year in, in, in our category. But unfortunately, that has come to very little usage because obviously at the moment we're off the road, we're off now, we're going into our 11th week. And it's, um, and it's a huge problem. Paul, how many buses would ye have off the road now and how many staff would be out? We would have just close on 300 staff. We would have uh, 120 coaches in total. Um, we have obviously one or two different companies. And um, we also would have... Um, we have 100 years. Just we're on our 101st year, actually, in business in, in Ireland here and um, I think I don't think we're ever have been off the road in that 101 years up to the 14th of, of March you know Right now Paul you have uh, you're also uh, operating in the greater London area how what, right. what's happening over there uh, again likewise like Ireland uh, we're closed down fully as well over there uh, we have been uh, closed down over there from probably the 24th, 25th of, of March and um, yeah, we're, we're fully closed down. Basically, I suppose we're playing our part in um, the Canora virus we're, we're, we're trying to stop the spread of the virus and we're definitely playing our part. Our staff um, are all out on uh, are all finished work as well in Ireland since the 14th and in London since the um, uh, 28 and it's it's you know we're very fortunate we have um they're getting they're getting furlong here in in ireland to get in the COVID, the COVID payment COVID 19 payment of 350 euros per per week which is is very generous from from the irish government but i think everybody would like to be back working unfortunately it's not it's not right yet it's not it's not the right time yet mm. But I think even when we do come back, Pat, our, our biggest problem is this social distancing of, of two metres. Because if you look at anything in, in a bus, we have, it's, it's 12 metres. So that means it's roughly a fifth of the number of seats in the bus that we can we can carry yeah. then, mm-hmm. once it's two metres. And that would mean we can carry t- 10 to 12 people, roughly. It all depends whether it's a 49-seater or a 53-seater nice. or whatever. So, And that's just not commercially it doesn't make commercial it's not sense viable to, yeah. to do it no definitely not uh, the, the one metre is the game changer isn't it well it, listen it's a help it, it, you know perfectly we, we'd prefer to fill the coaches every time we go out uh, if we're doing services or we're doing, uh, doing whatever 
But there is ways around everything, and I think the government, is, as I say, has played a very good part. But I think, you know, uh, bus air are still running some in some services, and they're getting uh, provided with funding to do this because obviously they're not carrying people either. Yeah. But I think, you know, again, you know, I, I think we as operators and, and private operators, um, we don't get any funding. So, you know, it's a little bit on balance. And uh, I would like if, if if the government could sit down with us and, and help us on this because all our drivers would like to go back to work. We we want to go back to work. And we want to, you know, obviously continue what we're doing, which is very successful, mm. and get on with our business. But unfortunately, um, it's just not going to make commercial sense to do this at present, you know. Now, um Ireland's uh, privately owned bus and coach industry, it's uh, mainly um, run by family businesses. That's right, yes. There's uh, roughly around six, 70 members in total. And, um, yeah, we, we would have uh, imp- roughly uh, implied by, by, by that industry is probably between, between seasonal and uh, full-time people is probably up to maybe 15,000 to 20,000 people. Uh, give or take, uh, then there could be some school drivers as, as well, part-time school drivers mm. that would work maybe 20 hours per week, you know. And uh, you're, you're lobbying uh, the, the, the government, if you like, or the, the TDs about uh, about, about uh, the, 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 the industry and uh, what help you need in the sector. What are you looking for? Basically, we're, we're looking, I suppose, ideally, we're looking at trying to get, uh, if, it's, if it's proper, and if if the uh, you know the health the the health organize the world health organization are saying one meter is adequate, and I appreciate our our professional people here our our health people here are saying two meters, which you know if that's the case that's fair enough. But if if we were to operate, then that means we we max we can carry on on eight coaches between ten and twelve people. Um, what we need then is some subsidy from the state to say okay. This is what it is, and we will we will subsidise you maybe another meter or two meters. So that means that we can we can get paid up to thirty five mm. people per per coach per per journey. You know? right? What about VAT? VAT is another thing. Yeah, we, we 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 pay VAT on everything we do. So every part we buy, whether it's parts for our vehicles, whether it's diesel, we pay VAT on everything at twenty three percent, and not like our. Our, our counterparts in, in the UK, we don't pay VAT at all. Um, we there, have there's zero. No VAT, there's no VAT in the UK, and uh, there's none on, in Northern Ireland then, is there? Correct, that's correct, on on parts or diesel. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's just their, their policy over there. And, 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 and in fairness to the UK, they really do push public transport. And, and, and in you know, here in Ireland, you know, to a reason we like we would carry, say, our industry would carry in, in, in a region of around twenty-five million people a year on 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 all our public on the private public transport system, which is a serious amount of people, you know, and um, and, and 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 it was grown, it, it you know, because with tourism, with people coming in, with people visiting parts of Ireland. Going to the airports, flying out, and, and coming back in on returns, you know the business was, was really going very well. Unfortunately, on the fourteenth of March, it just kind of, kind of came off a cliff. You know, it just it dropped. Within five days, it just the whole thing shut down. We shut down. We we're probably we shut down on the on the fifteenth. 
we, we just couldn't see no, no other way of, of, of conducting our business. And with the virus, we're afraid for our, for our, our, our staff and, and we're afraid for our, our passengers. We're very loyal passengers over, over the years, you know. So we we made a the company made a decision to to do this, you know. Right. But we honestly never thought we'd be out so long, you know. Yeah. And um, it's 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 unknown. It's unknown as well. It's 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 very and it's very you know it's very uh, very difficult on 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 all our employees, which are very loyal to us and very good to us, and um, you know they're they're the they're the people out in the front line, and uh, it's very you know it's, it's unknown. I think it's a, it's a big to be concerned you know by everybody you know right. and um, so listen I suppose if we can resolve the social distancing on the vehicle and if we maybe get some grant aided or get some relief on on that or whatever listen everything is a plus but we, we definitely commercially we just would not make sense as we stand at, at present you know unfortunately yeah. now you have a campaign to save Ireland's bus coach sector can the, the public help anyway in that or yeah, what are you asking yeah, the yeah. public to do yeah we have we have sent it out to all our, all our, our social media we will uh, if you want to you can log, log in jjcabinet.ie uh, and you can you can do a form there and, and where, wherever you are in Ireland if you just log in your um where you're, where where you're from? Your constituency. Yes, yeah. yeah, so and if it's Carol Kenny, put in Carol Kenny, put in your name, put in your address, and um, you you can just nominate to all the TDs, and, and hopefully they'll they'll bring it to Dollar, which hopefully we'll we'll get some help. And and listen, we're a we're a huge uh, thing in, in in tourism. In, in 2000, 2018, tourism was worth. To, to this country um, over over seven and a half billion. It's, it's right. a serious. It's a serious package, yeah, and we're all part of the we're all part of this package. You know? Tourism and agriculture are generally neck and oh, neck, aren't they? Correct. Yeah, you're you're yeah, right, Pat. Yeah. And we are an island. Listen, we have some beautiful things to show off here as well. And yeah. in fairness, the, but the tourist industry is crying out like our hotels, our restaurants, mm. all these people. You know, they all want to continue on doing business and get on with what to do well. You know. Paul, when, when, when would you hope to be back or when do you think you might get back? Well, listen, uh, I, I suppose we're looking if, if the, 20, the 28th of, of June, maybe. But, I, 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 you know, it could, it, 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 it will, before, like, we can go back anytime, but we can't go back at two metres and we can't go back with 12 people in the right. it just yeah. commercially just can't make sense you know mm-hmm. and um, and if we do it we'll be out of business that's the, by, by the end of the year yeah well yeah. and that's the sad thing about it you know so you know we, we can look at everything but we, we need help and, and we need help from from like, from our government uh, from our government and, well, and and even if you bring it down to one metre you know the help will be only half will be required you know yeah yeah all right, Paul. Listen, we'll talk again, and uh, the best of luck. You're always and, Pat, and thank you very much, and thanks very much for the call. Appreciate You've it. always been a great supporter here of our community radio station. That's no problem. Thank you very much, Pat. Thanks, Paul. Pleasure. That's uh, Paul Kavanagh, Paul of JJ Kavanagh and Sons uh, bus operators there, and uh, they have a campaign to save Ireland's bus and coach sector. And uh, if uh, you log on to the JJ Kavanagh website, it'll show you what uh, you can do to help and uh, get. I suppose really uh, show your concern to the local 
TDs. That's really what um, the uh, campaign to save Ireland's bus coach sector is about and uh, the Coach and Tourism and Transport Council of Ireland, they're lobbying the country's TDs, asking them uh, to help out the sector. Okay, time for another break. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're listening to Fran Grinsel on Kilkenny Today Business. Okay, it's Pat Tracy in for Fran and uh, we're hoping to contact Fran. I haven't been uh, lucky enough just at the moment, but uh, we will get hold of him. In the meantime, we'll have a bit of yakety yaks. Poverty stricken, but still I'm a sticking to the things I know to be facts. One dead feathers and the next day chicken while I'm picking my yakety axe. Two old pros there on the um, guitars, and that's Mark Knopfler and Chet Atkins and Yakety Axe. And here's another old pro, Fran Grinsel. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this I've been called a lot of things lately now with, uh, with, with this fundraiser going on, but a pro, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> right, Frenaldo then. Did you score Frenaldo, your yeah. penalties? Jesus, look, it was a very successful uh, fundraiser because it started off very poor, and I felt obliged to make an effort at then patch, you know, but. Um, it was really successful and done, and it done really, really well. It's twenty three thousand and grown in the space of a couple Jenny, of weeks. You know, it's probably that's one of serious. the best fundraiser. I, I wouldn't know because I've never been involved in. Well, I have with freebooters and that, but never uh, had to try this hard to raise money. You know that kind of thing. So yeah, and to put into context, twenty three or fifteen thousand will cover food for six months in the centre. Yeah, uh, with uh, the messages every Friday, so it, it was very successful. And then, then it's high into. I was happy enough just tipping the ball again the wall, and they asked me would I do it for another week, and I said, "Grand, I will." So I done three weeks of almost of kicking ball, and and um, it worked going well. And Dennis Hine was a lovely fella. He's a, a county councillor, Labour county councillor from Gorge Bridge, put a challenge to me for kicking penalties. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in all fairness, someone from Bridge United taking on a boost about it. Just, you know what I mean? So, we had penalties outside the house on Friday, and the great Peter Murta came back in to stand in goal. Um, Did you send him the way. wrong way? I didn't have to, I just drove it that hard, I didn't see it. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't give him a chance. At it. So, it was a good old crack. It was very successful and delighted for um, Noel Cherry was saying uh, and that, like, but. My big thing on homelessness is focusing on families rather than um, we got another one done during the week then a lady with four kids and that's my thing on, on homelessness. It's not, you know, yeah. or uh, I, I have a different way of looking at it than maybe what some look at. But, um, so I don't focus on the centre, I focus on people. Mm. And that's like, look, it was kind, I have to say I was almost embarrassed or humbled by the response I got personally. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus, uh, it actually, it's actually embarrassing. It's still coming in the money, like, very good. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I'd say I have another thousand to collect mm-hmm. even now. So it was, you see, um, the, I suppose that tradition is in Ireland of giving, isn't it? And and uh, it is, a, as they say, less than uh, 200 years ago, we were that soldier. Well, we were, you see, and the famine is soon forgotten. I mean, you just, no one reads on the famine. We go through our own history, but kind of avoid talking about that and the homelessness and what it caused for the rest of the world when we mm-hmm. emigrated. But, yeah... It's a fact, you know. I think a lot of it too is how you ask. You know, if if you don't push, like it was embarrassing how you know I had people driving out the house. I got three or four thousand left into me my own house. Yeah, and uh, people came out. I, I clicked every evening at the same time, six to half six or twenty to seven, 
it was a little late and um, people used to call out to see me and right. photograph and give me money it was ridiculous like it was mental you know <laughs> it was very funny like it was good you know yeah, So, yeah. but it isn't something you don't realise three weeks is a, a, a big commitment until um, it actually happens look at Pat it's like to show here is that I know at the, sh at the minute calling up to you I'm on my own in the business and uh, yeah. at the minute and I'm trying to get them back to work because we're back on the 7th or 8th and you have to try and get that thing moving again and it's very really difficult it's very hard to stay going on your own and because you're covered in things that you don't normally do yeah, yeah. And, and we are busy yeah. you know so um and yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose the other factor too is you know trying to get uh, uh, get back to work, and uh, there's um, there's no backup for childminding or anything like that for people, and so yeah, it's 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 um, kind of hit and miss, isn't it? it? Well, it's going to be really difficult to actually get going again, and this like it's in you know things are in situ that you can actually go back to. We can't even get a haircut at the minute, you know, because that's the way it's looked at you can't get anyone to mind children that are working I'm not sure how it's going to work like I know I have to be I know personally have to, I'm going to be tolerant of, of the lads because they're with me so long mm. so I work around whatever they want to do but I just see, see myself working harder than what I, I'd, I'd want to be at the moment yeah. um, and I'm looking at everyone else relaxed and I'm going there you know lunch can't, I haven't got an hour even to call up to you mm. so it's just one of those things and I know you miss me Pat I can feel that lift when I walk into the room and you're absolutely. there absolutely yeah, and we and we do keep the two meter thing going, so we're fine. Yeah, actually, uh, you know? we have a barricade up now in case. Oh, genius! Keep you keep you at the other side. Keep, stop people throwing <laughs> at you. <isn't laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met we're... someone this morning, and you know this shaking hands of things. That's fine in theory, and maybe in practice it can be done. But I, I got a, I met somebody very early this morning, and I was on site in a place, farmer man, and he got out of the car. And oh, very well, I put out his hand to shake hands with me, and they're saying. I can't refuse to shake hands to that man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he'll look at it differently. Of course, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you shake hands and you try and wash your, uh, wash your hands. Great story, Pat, the true story just about myself. I should be embarrassed, but you know me, but mm. I, I did a deal with a lad one day and I spit on my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and held on to his one while, I, while I, I, I came down in his hand with the hand with the spit on it. Come on, yeah. you have it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I spit too much on it. <laughs> so I was watching your man and I knew I did I was watching your man walking off and he wiping his hand in, 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 in his trousers <laughs> I thought to myself never again will that happen so you wouldn't want to be doing that soon COVID anyway you'd be yeah, leaving that yeah, alone you know yeah, yeah. we won't spit in anyone's hand and yeah. everything else so you're behind the, you're behind the fence then I'm, I'm probably should have happened to you a long time ago Pat really probably know? yeah well as I say when you're in here you're in a, a room with no windows and padded walls yeah so yeah. that's uh, you know and you're in it a long time at the moment it's a huge commitment from you I don't know how you're Ah, it's sure, just looked as a hobby, so you don't mind too bad. Listen, did you sell, sell any house today? I'm going to sell one tomorrow. Very good. <laughs> you're, you're the ground. I, I, you're, that's that's going to be the fruits of your work this week. The groundwork. Yeah, well, I, I do a lot of ground. I, I do like I, I, I cover a huge amount of ground. I really do. I start four seven every morning, and I finish. I never finish. I never do less than twelve hours. Never. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think there's any way out of this. And I was talking to a man there today about how we're going to get over it and there is no short way over it you just have to graft over it again That's it, and, yeah. and get on with it and most people will they'll recognise it I think we're going to have to, I'm not sure this 350 is badly needed for people at the same time there's people who are earning 150 are now getting 350 mm, mm. and um, 
we're just going to have to get a certain age group to realise this is not real life. You know what I mean? We have to work and get back. How we're going to do it, I don't know. You don't want anyone to get sick or to die, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we're just going to have to push on and try and work our way back again, which we, we will do, you know. I don't think it's going to be financially, you know, you look at the papers, but the papers make a living, seem to be, for, for carrying bad news. I can't see it, but, and I'm on the ground looking at it, and I'm, you know, uh, selling the prices coming close to things where it was, mm. or, or maybe better than where it was before. Um, you know, I, I was very busy over the COVID, I don't know whether, um, but it obviously kept within the, the protocol to stay I suppose the big problem is whether uh, people who have got uh, been sanctioned for loans uh, can hold on to the loans or, you know, the banks will say, well, look, you're high risk now because you're in such an industry or one of you have lost your job or you're not sure of being employed. So that's that bit yeah. of a shake out has to happen. My biggest conversation at the minute is trying to say to people, look, at it isn't, uh, you know, I don't, what they're asking, how, where do I see the market going? Maybe I'll change my mind about buying and I keep saying to him, well, your own young lad is after buying a house through another agent in town and I have no issue with what he paid and I think the market's going to be okay. And I'm happy about it. And he paid the full asking price. Mm. So I, I, I think it would be fine. I think the banks, if they decide to mess around with it again, they're quite capable of doing it. I would think some of the, the lenders, I, I'm, the, you know, the, the banks that general people borrow from, um, they have no excuse but to lend. As to know where we are, we know we have to build and we have to buy and people have to be housed. And the majority Irish owned as well by the government. But we've got to actually recognise the fact that, that that just has to happen. We need to build houses. I think we need to look at at the, how we're actually grouping people as well. We're big into part five, which, which uh, I suppose, just an easy way of saying it, mixes residents in a development that uh, you have council people going to set like that along where we all came out along with private people and I'm not sure that works I'm never in favour of it and I'm quite happy if, if a house in the boats comes up all of us came from there from the boats or from the close or you know the kind of way so m- a lot of people come from the town have relations that came from these places and, and there'll be the most beautiful people that would be in these places and there's nothing wrong with going back to live in these places but you know I mean local government or central government decided to send out you know that we the government shouldn't buy back any more of these houses that we move from them now they're private let's keep them private but it doesn't always work like that Pat yeah, yeah. it's too rigid the whole thing is too rigid mm. the lending I'm really worried I suppose about this vulture fund Australian vulture fund who, who are going to start selling and people don't understand how they operate like they're, they're not pretty you know they'll put pressure on you so what are they what are they they, they have a certain amount of uh, they have one and a quarter billion one and a quarter loans. billion euro worth of loans belong right. to PTSB right. on mortgages. Right. Some are about to let loans and some of them are mortgages. And, like, you know, and they're going to come, so they're going to want to get money back. They might stand still for a while to see what's happening, but they're buying the money. They're, like, no one, the government never says what it sells loans for. So you don't know whether it's being sold for 20 cents in the euro, 10 cents in the euro, 30 cents in the euro, but you've been guaranteed and you can write it in, in whatever, it's not 50 cents in the euro. Mm. So they're buying loans cheap, and um, for one and a quarter billion, the government will get back a third of it, maybe. And uh, to me, it's not good business, And but they've done it, and uh, only last year they've done it, and 
there's going to be consequences for that, which is a little bit worrying. So you'll be afraid uh, that they'd start moving in on the the home, own, the people with the loans and oh, they are going to various evictions and all that kind of thing. You can write mm. that down that this will yeah. happen because we've already gone through how many billions worth of loans mm. that the last uh, the last sell-offs cost, and they're not they're from, some of them are still not sorted. So so it, it's the uncertainty. There probably is like, but. We're so used to it over the last 10 years, we just carry on the same, you know. It's about recognising where we are and moving forward on it. Mm. I think we'll be fine, but I, I, unless you're going to graft your way out of it. You know, it's an amazing thing, like the last thing you want to see is a family home and bother, and I'm hugely experienced on it, and I do voluntary help on it. And anyone listening that want to talk to me on it, I can help them on it. But when you go into second houses, then, you know, some people would own two or three houses, and, and they are in bother, and some of them still want to hold them even it means they're going to lose their life because of it. So a lot of time you have to say, no, look, at, um, it's not worth it. I'm just going to sell these things and try and move on and try and get a deal with the vulture fund who, who do actually do deals. Yeah. Fran, uh, you're opening the office next week, are you? We're back on the 8th. I just got a, an email there to say we're back on the 8th. Yeah, yeah one, which is one uh, there. That's it. And, and Monday week. Yeah, it won't be open, I suppose, for public and that. Like, just as far as the door and see what goes because... I want to keep it as simple as I can. And I want to mind the lads that were with me because they're there so long as well. They're lovely people. So I want to keep it that they can come in. We have an electric buzzer on the door anyway. So I tend, I want to keep it as simple uh, until we, get, we see where we're going with this COVID. It is going to be a second lash of it. And, and I want to protect the girls, you know, that, that are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're going to get, I'll be back. And I'm going front line the whole time. I'm watching myself working. Um, and, and that's it, like... I'm looking forward to having been able to call up to see Pat Tracy and have to talk to him. <laughs> for anyone that's listening to me, Seth and Pat are meeting. I want to get a bit of structure to the show rather than what's happened for the last while because it's been so chaotic for me. I haven't had time even to, um, you know, to, to even think about radio or anything else. And I do enjoy it. I'm not sure anyone listens to me or where people give over me or not, <laughs> but I, I do enjoy going up to you, you know. Right. I can feel, I can feel that love, Pat, when it, you know, I'm oh. only missing a hug, that's all. <laughs> all right, Fran, listen, we're go- we'll play out with uh, Rod Stewart and Tom Traubert's Blues. Brilliant. It sounds good anyway, Pat. I never heard of it, but you must have bringing these out of your socks, these socks. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Fran. Thanks, Fran. Tuesday, I think. Certainly. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Bye, Pat. And clinch that sale. Like a duck. Well, that's it from the As It Is with Fran Grinsel. And telling it as it is. He'll be back next week in all his glory. Bye and God bless. Take care. No one speaks English and everything's broken. Fran Grinsel says it as it is on Kilkenny Today Business. We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM.